0: wonderful declaration of truth to start the day. Lord, it is such a, a blessing to be in the presence of the Lord on this Resurrection Sunday where we celebrate um, together with brothers and sisters all around the world in different time zones the glorious truth that the tomb is empty and today we have a risen Savior who will one day return. Amen. And we are glad you are here this morning to join us for worship here at Cross Timber. It's our, our pleasure to, to host you. I hope you've um, enjoyed the time so far. If you were in Bible study, this, that's just kind of a warm-up for, for things to come. If you're just here for the service, I, you have to look forward to music, um, reading from Scripture, teaching from God's Word always to help us as we focus our hearts on Jesus, the one who lived, died, and was raised again so that we could have... New life. If you're visiting here this morning, it is our great pleasure to have you as a special guest. Um, we hope um, you um, find yourself welcome and hopefully at this point several people have came by to um, tell you that they're glad to see you this morning. And um, we would love to um, communicate with you. There is a card in our bulletin that looks just like this. It's a great way to share information and if you um, choose to share um just please put on there the way that you would like us to interact with you, whether it's your address, by mail, email, or phone. And, um, otherwise, um, and then we can get back to you if you have questions or other information you'd like. You can indicate that. Also, very important on the back side, there's a place for prayer requests. So if there's something we can be praying with you about, um, list that on the back of the card. Um, some gentlemen, the, our deacons are going to come around in a few minutes to uh, take up the offering. You just drop it in the offering plate. Um, if you do share a prayer request, just let us know. Um, if it's all right for us to share that over our email, because we'd love to pray for folks. And if you'd rather us keep that um, private, just indicate that as well. Um, let me just highlight three things uh, before we um, participate in a responsive reading together. The first thing is we are still collecting um, our Annie Armstrong Easter offering for North American missions. Um, we have just passed the halfway point, but we still need just a little bit, um, a little over $1,200 to reach our goal of 3500 $3,500. And um, what a um, wonderful um, testimony it would be if we could meet that in the next couple of weeks. All of that money goes to help mission work in North America, from Canada, down through Mexico, and everywhere in between. So if you haven't given or have more to give, put that in the offering plate. Put Annie, Annie Armstrong, Easter offering, something like that, and it'll get to the right place. Um, The next thing is next Sunday morning, immediately following our our service, um, we'll have our quarterly business meeting looking at... um, the first um, three months of 2023. Um, This will be a little bit different since we just had a big meal um, a couple of weeks ago. Um, We will not be having a meal, so if you um, have dietary needs and need a snack, you may want to bring a snack, and it's okay to eat a snack during the meeting, and we will do our best to keep the time together um, as short as possible so we can move on to lunch. But that's next Sunday morning on the 16th right after the service. And then finally, um, coming up before that, we are still collecting um, gently used suitcases or bags for the the foster care system to help um, foster care children have um, something to carry their items in other than a plastic bag, and they're going to collect those um, through next week. So if you want to bring those to the church, you can, and those will be used during our Ladies Connect time um, Thursday, um, the 13th, um, here at the church. And if you have any questions about that, um, you can call the church office or you can give um, Glenna or a shout, and she'll be able to give you more information. Um, this morning, I would like us to um, to read a responsive reading together. Um, it's fairly simple. The words are on the screen. Um, just anywhere it says congregation, if you will speak loudly in reading, and I'll if you uh, read um, loudly, I'll let you keep your seats. If not, I'll ask you um, to stand. No, I'm just kidding. You may stay seated, but let's read this together as we continue to worship our Lord today. The world is full of turmoil and unrest. We want to help, but we don't know where to start. You prayed for unity of the church, but we are not unified. We long to live our lives to please you, Lord Jesus. My heart is full of turmoil and unrest. I need your power inside of me. He is risen. He is risen Amen. Gentlemen, will you come as we receive our offering this morning?
1: come before you in
0: worship and celebrating the resurrection of your son Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Lord, you bless us in so many ways, but above all, the greatest has to have been the sacrifice of your one and only
1: son for our redemption that we might be able to live with you for eternity. Lord, mm-hmm.
0: accept our of of what we'd like to return to you, Lord. Bless it. Use it as you see fit in all ways. In the name of Jesus, amen.
2: Would you stand and sing with us this morning? The Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Then He who raised Christ from the dead will also bring your mortal bodies to life through His Spirit who lives in you. Romans 8, 11.
1: Remember those walls we call sin and shame. They were like prisons that we couldn't escape.
0: And he came,
1: and he died, died, and he he rose. rose. Those walls are rubble now. Remember those giants we called death and grave.
2: replied to them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains by itself. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. The one who loves his life will lose it, and the one who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me. Where I am, there my servant also will be. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. John 1223 23-25
1: We just bow before you in worship and praise. And it is at the name of Jesus that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. And today we just worship you and we do. We thank you for the blood that you shed at
2: Calvary. For it is by that blood...
1: And only that blood that we are saved. And we bless you and we thank you today.
2: In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Would you stand and sing with us this morning?
0: if you brought a bible along or happen to have your phone you can turn over to Matthew chapter 27 we'll start reading there in a in a few moments as we read from the end of chapter 27 and then on into the first part of Chapter 28 this morning, but before um, we get there, I just want to say uh, thank you to our our worship team. Um, they uh, they volunteer um, their their time and their their talents as a service to um, the Lord and His church, and we appreciate that. and we're thankful for the words that they shared with us in song this morning, and we appreciate the extra practice time that they, they put in to make that possible. So uh, so thank you for that. And it is appropriate, um, if you want to, um, just to give glory to the Lord and show them appreciation with applause. So um, if you want to do that, um, we say thank you. Um, your service to the Lord is, is appreciated. Um, second thing is I want to tell you all, you all look incredibly um, handsome and beautiful men. Um, you look great. Ladies, you look wonderful, and if you would like to have a photographic record of this um, event, um, we have an area, just if you go out these doors into your left, there's a Sunday school room with the lights on. Um, there's a place where you can sit, if you want to sit, there's a place where you can stand um, between some banners that, that speak about the resurrection that say, He is risen, He is risen indeed, and so um, don't get away this morning without, miss, if, without um, taking a photograph and you know, just grab somebody and say, hey, take a picture for us. You don't have to worry about doing a selfie because I know if you're like me, your arm is just never quite long enough to, uh, to do that. Have somebody take a picture for you. Take advantage of that. also, um, just let you know, there, there may be some donuts um, left and some cinnamon rolls, and those are in the kitchen to the right, and um, they, um, they need to go, um, and they need to go today. So if you um, need those um, or want one of those, be sure and check that out. Last thing, sorry, I, I forgot this earlier. I just wanted, you probably noticed around the sanctuary that we have um, some new new banners, and thanks to a thanks to a generous gift, um, we were able to to secure those. And um, I think they um, they changed the look, but they honor the Lord greatly. And so I just uh, pray that in the coming weeks, as you look and reflect on those things, the Lord just brings to your mind, Lord, show me, you know, how you're Lord of Lords, and as He reveals that to you, just take note of that. Or Lord, you're the Prince of Peace, and as you you look around, maybe one of those stands out to you on a particular Sunday and just, just claim that name of the Lord, the promise, and, um, and trust in Him to, to know with faith that He is that to all who um, believe in Him. But we're here this morning to, to celebrate. I mean, what a day it is to, to celebrate. It's, it was a little cool this morning, but it's warming up. But we, we celebrate the, the fact that Jesus died on the cross on what we call Good Friday, He was buried in a borrowed tomb. And then on the third day, which was Sunday morning, Jesus rose from the dead. And so we can say with confidence in our hearts that he is risen. He is risen indeed. We said it earlier, but let's say it again. He is risen. He is risen indeed. That he is the king. He is Lord. And praise God, he's coming again. He's not finished. He's coming back. And I want us to think about this for a few moments as we look at the story of the resurrection from Matthew, that because Jesus is alive, there is hope for every person. Because Jesus is alive, there's hope for you, there's hope for me. And if you look around the world, you see that there's hopeless people that live hopeless lives. Now, they're trying everything they can to ease their pain, maybe numb their minds Escape from reality for just a little bit And they're lacking but never really finding hope And they're wondering to themselves Is there even really such a thing as Real hope Well I stand up here this morning because I believe There is I believe the Bible speaks about it And it's not found in any other thing Except the person of Jesus And this morning we can say with great confidence that hope is alive because Jesus lives. In fact, early one Sunday morning, some women that were hopeless went to the tomb of Jesus. They were going to mourn, prepare the body for burial, and they found something very different. They found hope, real hope. Now, I'd like us to read, we're going to start reading in verse 62 of chapter 27, and then we'll read the first 10 verses of Chapter 28, to help us set the stage this morning as we look at God's Word. Chapter 27, verse 62, you can follow along on the screen as well. The next day, that is, after the day of preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, Sir, we remember how that imposter said, while he was still alive, After three days I will rise. Therefore, order the tomb to be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples go and steal him away and tell the people he is risen from the dead. And the last fraud will be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, You have a guard of soldiers. Go, make it as secure as you can. So they went and made the tomb secure by sealing the stone and setting a guard. Now after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went And behold, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. We pray with me? Lord, we are grateful on this Resurrection Sunday that we can worship, sing songs, learn about, learn from the living Christ. We're thankful that because you rose from the dead, we can live. And because you are alive, hope is alive. And as we look at this wonderful story, this exciting truth of the resurrection, Lord, we pray for your help as we study. Open up our minds and our hearts to the truth of your word and help us to be transformed. Wipe away the gloom, sadness, the smugness of religion, the scowls of skepticism. Lord, help us to believe and see our Lord Jesus high and lifted up for your glory. We pray that in your name. Amen. So there's a simple outline in the bulletin. It's there in the middle to help you follow along and there's really just a part A and a part B of the story. The first thing is that the women went to see the tomb. Now it was an early arrival. In fact, Matthew and the other gospel writers tells us that they, they get up early. It's after the Sabbath. It's Sunday morning and daylight is breaking. Don't you just love that time of the morning where the, the light is coming up, the sun is rising, and if it's, it's, it's wonderful if there's a few clouds sprinkled along to give just the brilliance of color, and you have with that the hope of a new day. Now to give you a little bit of chronology to think about this, we mentioned it earlier, you know, Jesus was crucified and buried on Friday before sundown, and he was put in a tomb the sabbath began so on saturday nothing really happens we don't have a record and then on sunday the first day of the week which would be the third day we have these ladies getting an early start why because they loved their lord and they were mourning over his death and they had a a very urgent desire to finish the burial preparations because things had been done rather hastily earlier Mark tells us that they brought along spices to anoint Jesus' body. And so they go to see the tomb, and what they encountered was a series of surprising events. You look at verse 2 in chapter 28, it says, And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. So three very incredible things. The women go there expecting to see a tomb that's clothed with a stone, and if they somehow are able to move that stone away, they expect fully to look inside and see the body of Jesus wrapped in a cloth. But what do they experience? They feel an earthquake, they see an angel, they experience the stone, see it rolled away, and then they hear a voice. Now these events weren't done by the angel so Jesus could get out of the tomb. They were done by the angels so the women could go into the tomb and see with their very own eyes that what Jesus had told them was true. That he would be raised on the third day. The third day is here. The women are present, but the body of Jesus is not. And the mind is starting to wonder, those ladies are starting to, to, to wonder, could it be true? Could he be alive? I think it's interesting as you think about the women and then you think about the men, these tough, rough Roman soldiers. They experienced the same thing, and it says this, for, for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. So you have these hardened, trained Roman soldiers, trained killers, and they're shocked by the events, they're paralyzed with fear. But the women are sorrowful, mournful sad and afraid. They come to the tomb to prepare Jesus for burial, but they get there, the stone's been moved out. An angel's there sitting on the stone and one thing is clear to them, there's no body. Jesus is gone. What could have possibly happened? Now the angel doesn't leave them in suspense. He quickly answers their question. He is not here for he has risen. Now, before he gets to that, he, he gives them words of comfort. You know, you read through the Bible and you see these experiences of angels. When angels, you know, show up to, to share a message and not in judgment, they generally present themselves with this phrase, you know, do not be afraid or fear not. So they must have been quite an incredible sight to see. Hardly probably like the, the, the cute little angels that we draw. They should have likely, they would have likely been very very fierce, intimidating Um, creatures in fact listen to how Matthew describes this angel he's in white clothes his appearance is like lightning he obviously made the guards tremble so he had an impressive presence but the angel speaks comfort to the women do not be afraid and then he goes on and continues with news that's both surprising and exciting at the same time he knew why the women were there in fact, he says there, I know you seek Jesus who was crucified. And in Luke, Luke tells us that, you know, the angel says, why do you seek the living among the dead? It's clear at this point, they didn't expect to find him, but they knew he wasn't there. But then the angel continues on with news that is, is startling to their minds and their hearts. He is not here. Well, we know that, for he has risen. Now their minds probably thinking what, you know, what could have happened? And, and people wonder about this. They try to make excuses. Well, maybe those women went to the wrong tomb. Doubtful. They'd been there before. Um, someone maybe stole the body, friend or foe. No, that's not really likely because there were guards set there, and the stone hadn't been moved. Or some people have the preposterous idea that Jesus didn't really die on the cross. He just somehow maybe fainted. Are you kidding? These women were there. There were men there. They saw him die, and the soldiers that watched him hang on the cross declared he was dead. They knew what death looked like. But then there's that hopeful answer. Could it be that God had raised him from the dead? For he has risen as he said. Now the women at this point could hardly believe it. You could imagine hearts bursting with joy, their fear and their sadness has turned to this inexpressible joy because the tomb was empty because Jesus was alive. He predicted it. Now, even though they didn't understand it, these women are experiencing it. And these women are the first witnesses to this amazing truth, the good news that hope is alive because Jesus is alive. What a glad announcement to troubled hearts. Christ died, He was buried, He's risen from the dead. That's been the the teaching about Jesus throughout the centuries. Christ was crucified, Christ was buried, He's risen from the dead. And from that we see the wonderful truth that Jesus came and He died for for my sin. He came and died for, for your sin. He was buried in a tomb, but God raised Him from the dead and When women or men put their faith in the risen Christ, then hope begins to live inside of them. What does that hope look like? Well, first, they're saved from the penalty of, of sin. We deserve death, but we're given life because Jesus paid the penalty for our sin. They're transformed from old life to new life. They're freed. We're given freedom to live a new kind of life that pleases God, and we're filled with a joy by the Holy Spirit that will never end. Now these women had already put their hope and their trust in Jesus. But at the cross, for a moment, they thought, well, it's all over. But now, Jesus is alive. And that sadness is transformed into gladness. Their fear is changed to faith because hope is alive when you put your faith in Jesus. Paul's writing to the Thessalonians about you know, those that are questioning, is there a resurrection? Is there going to be life eternal? And he says this wonderful phrase. You may have learned it in Sunday school at some point. We believe Jesus died and rose again. There is hope because Jesus rose again. And that good news, it, it can't be contained. It, it has to be shared. It longs to be shared. And a hope-filled heart that's transformed by God's, amazing love will share the goodness that's inside. And so the third thing you see there is that come and see, go and tell. See, the angel invited them to see for themselves. He is not here. He is risen. Come and see the place where he lay. Look in the tomb. Look at the evidence and make your own decision. We mentioned earlier that people try to explain the resurrection away there really is only one answer, the right answer on the test, and that's that God raised him up and he is alive, and praise God, he's coming again. But the angel gives them even more encouragement that Jesus is waiting. He is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. Jesus was waiting for them in Galilee. Just like he promised, God always keeps his promise. Their yes and amen in Jesus. And Jesus told him earlier, but after I'm raised up, I will go before you to Galilee. And the angel says, see, I've told you. Believe these things. All that was left for these women to go and meet him there in Galilee. Why Galilee? Why not Jerusalem? Well, that's where it all began. Remember by the the side of the, the lake there, Jesus called those fishermen, come follow me. Just a reminder that Jesus came to save the entire world, both Jews and Gentiles. In fact, Isaiah the prophet called Galilee, Galilee of the Gentiles. Today we have a Savior that's, A Savior for all the world, not just the the Jewish nation, not just for the United States, but for the entire world on every continent. And this good news, this promise of meeting the Lord brought joy and excitement to the women. Look at verse 8. They departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell the disciples. Have you ever had news so exciting that you just drop what you're doing and go? lost no time in leaving is what the message Bible said there was joy and fear together they were filled with excitement and wonder and you can imagine their adrenaline was running high mixed with the elation of the moment and they run and they tell the disciples don't you love it how children run to deliver messages all the time they just can't wait to tell someone adults usually only run when it's absolutely necessary children are so eager to share good news. Mom, Dad, Nanny, Papa, Grandma, Grandpa. Listen, look. See. And filled with this childlike excitement, these women run to share the good news. See if the good news, if the gospel is true and it is, then we've a story to tell. An old hymn says we've a story to tell for the ages. We have story that we must share. So the women didn't have time to linger or to rest. The angel urged them, go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. Don't just stand there. Go tell those men that hope is alive. And oh, didn't they need it at this point? Filled with discouragement, disillusionment, doubt, fearful of what would happen now that their Savior was gone. Things hadn't ended like they thought they would. We thought He was supposed to be the Messiah. They said, He's he's dead. How could things go on? So hope was fading. You know, it's a message people all around us need to hear, that hope is alive because Jesus is alive, because the story is... I love as you read through the Gospels you see the Lord Jesus constantly esteeming women giving women value in a society that devalued them it's a lesson that we should well learn and we find out from the Gospel writers that the women are the first messengers of the good news they're the ones that go and tell the disciples He has risen from the dead It doesn't say that, but could you imagine him saying, Hey, listen, Jesus kept his promise. We thought he was dead, but now he's alive. He conquered death. Hope lives. And in a hurry to tell the disciples, what happens? The women come face to face with Jesus. And Jesus greets them with a a phrase, rejoice or be glad, is what it literally means. And the women respond in worship. They fall at His feet. Why do we mention that we fall at His feet and they grasp Him? Well, to help us to understand that this is not a ghost. It's not a vision. It's not an appearance. This is a real resurrection body, a body that would eat, a body that would reveal to the disciples later His hands and His feet with wounds, but also a resurrection body that could seemingly appear and reappear, could pass through doorways. And as I think about this picture of these ladies falling at the feet of Jesus and worshiping, I wonder how many times, you know, when is the last time I fell at the feet of Jesus and worshiped? Or maybe when's the last time you fell at the feet of Jesus and, and worshiped for who he is and what he has done? But then Jesus continues don't be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see. Oh, there's a beautiful word in that sentence from Jesus. Jesus calls His disciples brothers. It's the first time He references them in that way. He's the firstborn from the dead, the firstborn of many sons and daughters. And here He refers to His disciples as brothers. Those men that denied Him, disowned Him, abandoned their master, they're filled with fear, they're faint-hearted. they have a fragile faith, Yet Jesus still loved them till the end and He would meet him again in Galilee. There He'd give them comfort. He would challenge them. He would commission them. They would go out from there to Jerusalem and wait. They would receive the Holy Spirit along with the women and those that were there and they would turn Jerusalem upside down but it wouldn't stop there. It would go throughout the countryside of Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. Why? Because when you encounter Jesus, it changes your life. If there hasn't been a life change, you probably need to consider whether or not you've really encountered Jesus. You see, it's one thing to believe in the resurrection. But it's a very different thing to experience the resurrection power in your life. Our life can never be, our life of faith can never be just, these are the things I believe check, check. It has to be transferred into these are things that I know and I've experienced. Because only then does life come, hope come, great joy, to the point where you can't stop talking about it. So let me just ask you this question. Do you you remember the first time you came face to face with the resurrected Christ? Or the first time you ran into Jesus? It's the moment of saving faith for many. It's a moment of transformation and joy where we receive a strengthening, and encouragement, and an excitement. But for others, they come face to face with Jesus and because of pride or their own skepticism, doubt, love for the world, they just say, all this can't be true. Jesus might have been a good man, but he surely wasn't God definitely didn't rise up from the dead and like the rich young ruler in the scriptures, they walk away unchanged and sad do you see people around you today that are unchanged and sad do you hope for a better tomorrow for them, do you hope for life change, for transformation see there's two questions that everyone has to answer do I believe Jesus rose from the dead? And do I choose to put my trust in Him? Because you see, because Jesus is alive, there's hope for every person. Paul, in his writings said this, if Jesus was not raised from the dead. Some people believe this. If Jesus hadn't raised from the dead, listen to what is true. If Jesus had not raised from the dead, our faith is meaningless. If Jesus hadn't raised from the dead, all the testimonies that are shared are false. If Jesus hadn't raised from the dead, then preaching is pointless. Sin is still our master if Jesus wasn't raised from the dead. Hope is in vain. Christians are the most pitiful people on the face of the earth if Jesus had not been raised. And there would certainly not be any good news. But then he follows it up with this. If Jesus has been raised, since Jesus has been raised, our faith has meaning. Testimonies of the saints throughout the years are true. Preaching has a point. We're no longer slaves to sin. Hope is a reality for those that put their trust in Jesus, and there is good news to share and to celebrate. The great challenge is either it's all true or none of it's true. And we are left to choose, to look at the evidence and see what we believe. But the great truth for today, and I would declare to you with all the confidence in my heart, it is true, and Jesus is alive. He is risen. He is risen indeed. And as we close, I just want to give you a couple of points of application, followed by a reminder the first thing that you need to remember is because Jesus lives, you can live that there is eternal life because Jesus is alive. Oh, today could be the most wonderful day of your life. Not only do you celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, but you celebrate the resurrection of your life as you put your hope and trust in Him believing on the name of the Son of God, believing that what the Bible says about Him is true, believing He came to be your Lord and to be your Savior and just saying, Jesus, I surrender my life and I'm putting my trust in You. I'm tired of living in this direction. I want to have that direction. I want to turn away from my sin and turn toward You and what the Bible calls repentance. And because Jesus lives, you can live. And because Jesus lives, we live if we've already put our trust and hope in Him. And then the second thing is, because Jesus lives, you can have hope. You can have hope. Hope to face the next day. Hope to face the medical diagnosis that you fear will one day come. Hope to endure the losing of your physical abilities, the losing of your mind all of your fortune, all of your riches, all the people around you, there is hope because hope is not found in any of those things. It's found in the person of Jesus. And He has promised that He may not deliver us from those things, but He will walk with us through them all. And we can have hope. Hope when things don't turn out the way we think they should. Hope when we find ourselves in what we think is a dead-end streak. God always says there's room to turn around, there's room at the cross for you, and because Jesus lives, you can have hope. Don't let anyone ever tell you a difference, because it's not true. But here's the best part. Jesus is waiting. He was waiting for those women. In fact, He didn't wait for them to get there. He met them along the way. And so if you run into Jesus, it's not by accident. You ever ran into a friend? You know, and you just think, well, you know, you know. some people believe God orchestrates all situations, and so may it, maybe it was just God's providence. But, you know, sometimes you, you run into someone, and it just seems to be by chance or by accident. But, oh, when you run into Jesus, it's always intentional. He invites us to see for ourselves. He loves us. He's gracious enough to reveal himself to us that we can see that the evidence is true. We don't have to believe what... I say or what somebody said, He'll reveal Himself to us. And oh, He's waiting for us to show us who He is, but He's also waiting for us to find life and hope in Him. And that is why we celebrate Easter. That's why we gather on Resurrection Sunday to know without a doubt that because Jesus is alive and He is, there's hope, real hope for every Oh, Lord, we are thankful that as we gather today on a day like this, even though it is a day where we focus especially on your resurrection, that it should be a reminder to our hearts that each and every day you are willing to provide new life. And because you were over all things and you hold all things together, Lord Jesus, that you give life and hope to us at every stop along the way. So, Lord, as we pause and reflect for a few moments on what you have spoken to us through your word and by your spirit, help us to have hearts that are ready to listen, ready to receive. Speak to our hearts today. Help us to receive life and hope in Jesus. And we pray in your wonderful name. Amen. We're going to play some soft music on the piano. It's an opportunity for you to have a time to respond. Maybe today you're feeling like your your hope's kind of wavering. You can come to the foot of Jesus and find that hope and comfort that you need. Maybe you've realized for the first time that the life you've been living is not the real life that God intends and you've made that conscious decision in your heart to turn from the way you have been living and to turn toward Jesus for For saving faith. Today can be the way, the day of salvation. Or maybe you're just so overwhelmed today with a reminder of God's great love for you that you just sit quietly and give praise to the one who died so that we could escape the penalty of sin and who was raised from the dead so that we could have new life. There's no burden that you can't bring to him. Of no so sorrow that you can't allow him to, to be your comfort for. There's no wound too deep that he can't be the balm that heals. So as we reflect and as we respond, I trust we would listen to the Lord. I'll be standing at the front if you need someone to talk to or if you want someone to pray with you. You may just you know ask a brother or sister next to you. Say, hey, will you pray with me? Or if you need to come to the front, the front's open as well. But as the piano softly plays, let's listen to the Lord and respond as he speaks. Savior is waiting. Why don't you let him come in? Um, this Resurrection Sunday morning, we have something exciting um, to celebrate with Marcy Jones and the Jones family. So Marcy, why don't you get your mom and dad and come up here? Marcy has been talking to her mom and her dad for quite a while, and I had a chance to visit with Marcy and the family last week, and I'm um, Marcy is coming before you today to, to let you know that she has put her trust in, in Jesus. Is that right, Marcy? Yeah. There's the smile. And she is ready to follow um, up that with baptism. And so um, I know you guys are excited. They're excited. Very excited. And so um, if you're as excited or almost as excited as her mom and dad. Um, Will you just join me in saying, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Lord. And so, so as we work out family schedules and things, we'll be scheduling a baptism um, soon and we'll celebrate that time with Marcy. But Marcy, what um, we like to do, if it's okay with you, is people like to kind of come by and just say they're excited, you know. And so if when we get finished here in a moment after we sing, if y'all want to stay up here, people will just kind of come by and let you know how excited they are about your decisions. Is that okay with you? It's probably more okay with you than your mom and your dad. But, <laughs> but they need to stay with you. Tell them not to bail out. Well, we are um, so pri- we're so privileged that you joined us today for this Resurrection Sunday. Please don't forget, if you want to get a picture made, that room is open. Please grab a donut or two donuts or, or the rest of them. Um, if you have a good home for them, that would be great. Um, but the worship team is going to come up and they're going to to lead us in a closing song and then after we sing Marcy and her mom are going to be up here Jeff has to go back and run the the sound and Jeff may come back and join us but we're going to sing together so will you join me in standing Um, join me in singing and then after we finish singing um, you are dismissed and please don't forget to come by and let Marcy and her family know how excited you are let's sing together